You want your five star matches? You want your thirty minute classics? Not me. Big meaty man slapping me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Slapping Me to Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Randall Beatley. Let's dig into this episode. We are doing a WrestleMania 39 uh, review show. And uh, we're going to... So, so I, w- I want to do this differently than how everyone else is doing a review show for WrestleMania, right? How's everyone doing it? They're like, hey, let's go through this match, and let's, you know, they did this move, and then, nah, we're not doing that. I ain't got time to to memorize all of that. I don't, y'all don't have time to listen to all of that, right? Um, We'll go through every single match on the card. I'll give my opinions of every single match on the card. I'm not going to go like, and they hit this move and this move, no, nah. right? Um, but I will give my opinions on the card, and I I'm going to start with a general overview, and then um, I'm going to um, end the show. Uh, my general overview. Let's go ahead and with that. I felt that there were enough good quality moments to call this WrestleMania. There was enough WrestleMania worthy moments for this to be a WrestleMania-esque event. But I felt that over the two nights, there was a lot of filler um, and that there was enough good moments to make one solid night of, of uh, pay-per-view content where this year's WrestleMania could have been one night. And so how I'm going to end this show is using that premise Um. I created, using the the matches we got, the same matches, what we should have gotten for WrestleMania in one night. And I'm going to go over that to end today's episode. So the first thing we're going to, let's just go through uh, each of the segments as they happened. Um, so we start with Theory versus Cena to start. WrestleMania night one, it was a decent match, um, but it just didn't hit the spot for me. I don't know exactly what was missing from it. Um, To me, the finish didn't do enough for theory. It gave him a quality win over John Cena, but I don't know if, if it was the best executed Light match. I I felt we could have done without this match on the card. I um I don't think that we really needed this. Um and that this I don't I don't know exactly what it was, but it didn't hit the spot 
for me. Um, for me, like the beginning matches of the night have to be like really good in it because it's supposed to set like the tone of the night. And this to me just didn't do that. It was a good match. I just it didn't feel, you know, like it matched like what WrestleMania was supposed to be. Right. So then we move into the men's tag team showcase. Um, which was a really good match. Every team had an, uh, a chance to to get their spots in, um, which is what these matches were designed to do: was to give these teams an opportunity to, you know, shoot their shot, get their shots, and become the best tag team, you know, that they they can be. Show you why they're really good tag teams. It was really good for what that was. Um, however, I feel they had the wrong winners. I really felt that the Viking Raiders really needed this win more than any of the other teams. The Street Profits need a big win, sure. I think it also would have helped if we if we knew what the winner of these matches, of, of the showcases, got. Like, is it the number one contender shot? What exactly is the winner of this match getting... Um, because if it is a number one contender shot, do we really want to see the Street Profits um, fighting for the titles again? And then I was also thinking sort of in you know, in long-term mode, thinking about the, the championship match with the idea of, you know, Sammy and Kevin are probably going to win, so why are we putting another face team against them? It should have been a heel team that got the push, and the Viking Raiders really would have benefited I think the most. Again, great match for what it was. I just don't know if if choosing the Street Profits to win the match was the best booking that they could do. Um, again, it's not it's not that I don't like them. I I think they're the best of the teams in the match. I just felt from a booking standard, Viking Raiders needed to win. We then move into Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins, which was one of the matches that I was looking forward to. Um, and I had very high expectations for this match. Um, it didn't quite meet the expectations I was expecting in terms of like match of the night, but that's not Logan and Seth fought. It was because everybody else performed in all the other matches. We'll talk about what I thought match of the night and match of, of WrestleMania was at the end. This was a really, really fun match from the outfits that Seth wore from, you know, Logan Paul ziplining in with and then having the the prime bottle with him. Um, some very cool moments in the show. KSI getting put through the table was fun um, and could set something up with KSI being involved at Money in the Bank in London. Um, Seth picking up the win to me again, it just feels like the wrong decision. I really, this really could have benefited Seth to lose because it could have like, if, if Seth Rollins loses this match, you can instantly turn him into like, use this as a catalyst to turn him heel, which is what Seth Rollins needs. Seth Rollins is best when he is in heel mode. Um, Logan, uh, showed to me in this match again that he is better and I'm going to say this and it's controversial but I'll say this again Logan Paul is better than 90% of the independent scene and if he was full time like if he wanted to be full time he could be a superstar 
he he could be the best person in the industry if he wanted to do this full time. I can't give him that that top prize because he's not a full time guy, right? That would be like saying, you know, that I'm the best uh, podcaster or I'm the best at you know whatever, but it's not. I don't do it full time. I do it as a hobby. Like like for Logan Paul, like he takes it serious, but he's not full time. I can't say you're the best to do it if if you're if you're not full time. That's just the way. Like it would be like saying John Cena is the best wrestler active right now because he's not full time active, right? Um, we then move into the six woman tag match. Um, and this had potential to maybe be something, um, but it ended up being exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is completely pointless. This match was completely pointless. Um, damage control leaves this match with zero credibility and taking the loss here at WrestleMania probably means that the group is finished. I can't see them continuing with the damage control group if all they're going to do is lose. There's no credibility in the team. Um, Lita is so off in the ring, right? And while Trish is a, was a little better, it's hard to watch both of them in the ring, Especially with like with like, with potential superstars like EO Sky and Dakota Kai. I'm I'm a big Dakota Kai fan, but this match was hard was hard to watch because the style that both Lita and Trish wrestle are completely different than EO and Dakota Kai, and with zero time to practice and run through the match. Right, there was practically no time to build this. No time to practice the match. No time to walk through the match and do... You know, the cool thing about, like, house shows for WWE, right, is you'll see, like, Dakota Kai and EO Sky fight a tag team, like, four times throughout a week in, in the house show and where they try new things, where right? But it's it's to get chemistry in the ring. I, I'd never been to any of the live shows, but I would expect that Lita and Trish aren't showing up to be in a, in a house show match, right? So there was zero time to run through this. It was completely, like, there was zero chemistry. Lita was awkward at times. Trish was awkward at times. When you have people in the ring who aren't synced up, it just, it, it makes it look awkward because it isn't an actual fight and it is choreographed in a way. Like, when you're off sync, like, it, it makes the product, like, if you go to a play, and, and you're watching a scene and like it's not on time and right it just looks weird it looks wrong and that's what this match felt like to me there was zero chemistry and the match was doomed from the start um Becky deserves this damage control deserves better right no no, no one no one winning this match benefits anything this is a uh at this point, the tag titles are completely worthless. Like, is there a point to them? Um, I don't know. It just... This match should not have been made, should not have been on this card at all. And it was just... It was a giant... Uh, like... It's like a giant fart 
right, in, in like a in a quiet building when someone just lets it loose and it stank. Like it just it it takes all of the the peace and the tranquility. Right, I don't even know what I'm saying. It, it just doesn't deserve to be here. This was probably the worst match of the weekend, in my opinion. All right, so then we move to Dominic and Rey Mysterio, um, which we'll talk about the match in a second. But this whole weekend was around like Rey Mysterio being. Uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame. Is Dom? What's Dom gonna do? Right, we saw Dom walk out during the Hall of Fame s- speech of, of Ray, right? And I, this really felt like a very good opportunity to get some major heat in it in a WWE where your biggest stars are baby faces right now. Right, you don't have anyone that has super heat. Right, this was an opportunity to give a character like super heat, like so much heat that people don't want. Like ha- having Dominic win this match, having him attack his dad at the Hall of Fame, or something to give him that heat that is needed for him to be over would was something I would have done. Right. So my question is. Starting this off, why is Dom being transported by the Department of Corrections? His whole entrance with him, like coming out of the back of a, a DOC van, handcuffed. He's not. Is he in jail still? Like, cause, cause the whole time I was assuming, you know, he went to jail, he did his time, and then he got released. So, like, what? Why is he being transported by the Department of Corrections? If he's not in jail, it, it, it make it literally makes zero sense, right? And I'm a big person that's like, sometimes things don't have to make sense in wrestling if it builds the story. This added nothing to the story, and in fact, it insulted my intelligence. At the same time, why is Ray coming out as Eddie Guerrero? Right? You should have had Dom come out in the low rider with Eddie's music, you, right? As an insult to Ray. That's that if you're gonna do something like that, right? The match itself was pretty good, right? There was a lot of emotion in the story, which led to people being interested in the match. Not Dominic Mysterio has nailed the heel gimmick, right? Um, the like the throwing the drink on his sister. That was perfect. And I said to to my dad and my brother as we were watching it together, like I can't wait. I'm waiting for the dorks that are AEW only fans, right? Who sort of like, oh, I'm only an AEW fan. I'm never watching WWE again. And then they turn on the show every week, every pay per view for W. Right? I'm waiting for them to be like, oh, he stole that from MJF. <laughs> right? Ray again is a it, the booking here, and this is sort of a theme. Like, the the matches were pretty good, but the booking is weird. Like, it's weird that Ray won. It's understandable considering the, the the week that it was and what was going on with Ray and like they wanted to give Ray his flowers and all that. But Dominic should have won because it would have given him major heat. Bad Bunny getting involved is definitely setting something up at Backlash in Puerto Rico. Um, and uh, what that is, I'm sure we'll find out tonight on Raw. 
Um, now we go to Rio Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And ladies and gentlemen, without a doubt, this match was the best women's match of all time. You can argue with me all day. This is the best women's match of all time. And potentially a top 10 match of all time. The story, the 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 emotion in the in the ring, the physicality, how it's it, this match was just fantastic. Sometimes you don't need it to be complex. Sometimes all you need is just motivation of we're fighting for the title. Right? And this match, right, Charlotte won it a better WrestleMania match than last year against Ronda, and she got it. And let me tell you something. Rhea finally gets her big moment, right? This solidifies Rhea Ripley as one of the best women to ever be in WWE. Which is crazy to say, because she's like 25, if if not younger. She has an entire career in front of her. She's already won the NXT UK Women's Champion, the NXT Women's Champion, the NXT Tag Team Champion, the Women's Tag Team Champion on the main roster, Raw Women's and... A Raw or SmackDown women's, right? I think she just needs the Raw women's to win every single women's belt. But she's she's won at every single level that there is to the women's division. And she's, what, like 25 years old? It's insane. Rhea Ripley will go down as the best women's wrestler of all time. Rhea Ripley has done more... In her career, she's 26, by the way. She's done more by the age of 26, right, in WWE than most wrestlers do in their career as in the women's division, right? She is the next big superstar of this division, and I've been saying this for the last year. Outside of Mandy Rose and her run in NXT, Rhea Ripley has been the best woman on the planet. I don't care about your Japan. I don't care about Mexico. I don't care about whoever's on Impact. I don't care about right. If you're not an AEW or WWE, I don't care. And out of all of out of the two companies that matter, the two biggest companies in the industry, Rhea Ripley has been the best woman on the fucking planet when it comes to character development, storytelling, in-ring ability. Rhea Ripley is the best. I will stand on that. She is the best woman's wrestler on the planet. I don't care what anyone else has to say. I don't. She needs to have this Roman Reigns-esque run. right? And this is what irritates me about this the result. Is you could have had Judgment Day come in and become the next big heel group. You could have given Dom the win, Rhea the win, Finn the win. We'll talk about Finn's match here in a minute. And you could have had them on the on this high, right? And they had Damian come in and go to Puerto Rico and 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 dominate whatever match he was in, right? In his home country. And right, you could have had Judgment Day been like this the next bloodline, basically, right? To take over and be the biggest heels in the company. 
and you didn't. You failed ex- on every level except for giving Rhea the title. Rhea Ripley is the best damn thing on the roster outside of Roman Reigns, but definitely in the women's division. There is no one better. She needs to have a two, three-year reign. And I know you guys hate these long reigns, but you need them. Right? Y'all are, y'all just want like title changes every two months. And 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 that's fine if it makes sense in the story. But but you have to create legitimacy in these characters. And Rhea Ripley having a I don't know who can beat Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley having a two year run would be fantastic. And would 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 show her her monster her, how big of a monster I don't even know the word for it. How big of a monster that she is in the ring, and that she is the best. Th- I don't know who can beat her now. There's no one on the on the main roster right now, or in NXT that I think could could realistically, where it where it makes sense to beat Rhea Ripley. She's been holding, like she's been so far away from the women's division for the last year, and then she gets put into it, and you see, well, she's the best thing here. Right, we're pushing Liv Morgan, and I love Liv Morgan. We're pushing Liv. We're giving Sonya Deville championship matches. We're pushing Natalya into championship matches, right? And your best two women on the on the roster up until Je- December of last year was one in NXT, Mandy Rose, and two, not fighting women, was stuck in a faction where she wasn't getting matches. Rhea Ripley was. And, and and Mandy Rose were the best two things in WWE's women's roster, and they weren't in the main event of the of the women's title scene. That's insane to me. But now they, they fixed it. They put Rhea where she's at. And what they need to do is is to combine the titles. And I know you guys don't want to hear this, but they need to combine the championships. Rhea and Bianca need to meet, and they need to combine the titles with Rhea being the only champion, maybe form a secondary mid-card title. Because we don't need two world champions, right? We don't. We just don't. Right? But Rhea versus Charlotte, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, was match of night one, and to me, was match of the entire weekend. What a fucking match this was. Richard Miz comes out. He announces the uh, the attendance. And then Snoop Dogg was like, you know, it would be cool if you had a match. And out comes Pat McAfee, which was a great moment. Needs to happen at, at SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and WrestleMania every year. Pat McAfee just needs to surprise us with his presence. It was a fun segment. McAfee gets the win. George Kittle gets involved. It was really fun all around. And it was something needed to get us from uh, and f- to buffer what we just saw in Rhea and Charlotte and the reason they should have main evented to the main event. We needed that buffer to calm everyone down, get everyone in their seats, right? Sami Zayn KO versus the Usos. Um, the match was good. The result was expected. And it gave the crowd what they wanted. And it teased... The crumbling of the bloodline. And it, it hit everything they wanted to do, right? Great match, right? 
result was kind of what was expected and predicted. Okay, that's fine. Predictable is good at times, right? Um, the, it gave the crowd what they wanted, and it teased what they wanted to tease, which is, is the bloodline crumbling? Will everyone lose their title, right? So then we get to night two, and we start it with Omos and Brock, which everyone already knew was going to be a shit show from the beginning, but it was like five minutes long. No one benefited from the match. You had Omos get some offense in, but it wasn't realistic. We all knew what was going to happen with Brock. He was going to toss him around a few times, but he only tossed him around three three Germans and F5, and the match was over. No one benefited. Omos is completely buried now. I don't know. Like, like what is the point of this? this like, my dad's a big Brock Lesnar fan, right? And he was like, bro, this that was lame. Yeah, it was lame. It was stupid. It was stupid to even have this on the card, right? So then we go to the women's tag showcase, which which um, in comparison to the men's was missing. What, whatever the men's had that made it really good, the women's was missing. It looked like It looked like what it was. A bunch of randomly thrown tag teams together and one legitimate tag team. And the one legitimate tag team won the match. Right? Some like it. I don't. The throwing around and throwing together of random girls as tag teams is common in the WWE women's tag division and is the main reason that the tag team, that the women's tag team's championships need to be retired. This retire them. We don't need it. You're not going to defend them on the card ever. You're just throwing together random women on, as teams and it's not working. The result was super obvious, and the match did not deliver the way it should have. Now, whether Shayna was hurt or not, I don't know. Either way, this match sucked. Did not need to be a match. You threw together two random, three random teams, and you and you put the, together the only other legitimate tag team we have on the roster. Right? It, it just didn't need to happen this way. Right? They did have Bobby Lashley come out in between the matches, and he comes out with the trophy. And I just want to say, this would have been a perfect time, WWE, very easily to have LA Knight attack Bobby Lashley and set up an impromptu match with two with two stars who should have been on this card. Right? You're giving me Omos and Brock Lesnar. You're giving me two showcase matches that didn't need to happen. When you should have done is LA Knight versus Bobby Lashley. I don't know why you did right. Right, it would it should have been super obvious that even if Bray gets taken out of the picture, and we're not going to talk about Bray, he doesn't deserve my time to even mention his name. Um, in fact, like if Bray Wyatt never wrestled again, I uh, good, bro. How, how how many times are you going to like like you want people? Honestly, people he wants people to play into his fantasy land, and we don't got time for that. Give me a story. Stop running away whenever you, things don't go your way. Like it is a company, it is a story, and it is an event. And it, right, I don't care what the issue is at this point. Bray, either wrestle. Like you got six months to tell me a story, and then you're gonna run away because no one liked it. Come on now, man. Come on now. Like Bobby and LA Knight should have been the backup plan. It should have been on the card. This could have been an easy way to set up an impromptu match in a situation where it felt like there was time because everything. Like I don't know, Night Two just felt super rushed to me right so we have that segment then we then have the triple threat between Gunther Sheamus and McIntyre very good match 
right? Very good match. All three, like the thing with triple threats is that there's always going to be that situation where all three people need to shine and get their moments in. Um, <laughs> this was a con, like I loved this match simply because <laughs> we had some big, meaty men slapping meat, right? The chops were crazy as hell. Titus O'Neil on commentary was something I didn't think I would like, but he was very good both nights he was on commentary. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Gunther winning this match was a complete surprise to me, but I'm fine with it. I don't know where it's going, but I'm fine with it. Uh, but, yeah, this match was very good. It was, like I said, Charlotte versus Rhea was match of the weekend. This has an argument for match of the night. We'll talk about It's not. We'll talk about which one I think is. Um, it should be pretty obvious. Um, but, yeah, this was a very solid match. Um, not going to complain about it. Um, I really wish Sheamus would have won so he could become that Grand Slam champion. Uh, McIntyre, I, I, I don't know if they just wanted it to be a triple threat. I don't know why we couldn't just get Sheamus versus Gunther again. Um, but either way, this was a very good match. I, I enjoy any time all of these guys are together. Gunther is a superstar in the making if they continue to book him the way they have been. This reign has been incredible, um, and I and I hope to see more defenses out of him um, in the near future. We then move on to uh, Asuka versus Bianca Belair, which, I'll be honest with you, I was never big on this match to begin with. Um, and quite honestly... I just wasn't amused by it. It, it, it. I like Bianca. I'm not. I'll admit, I'm not the best. I'm not the biggest of fans of Oscar. I'm. I'm not. I don't understand the hype of Oscar. I don't. Um. I don't necessarily think she's. She doesn't just. She doesn't fit what I want in in, in a in a entertainer. Right. Uh. Belair winning was completely obvious. They're gonna give her the year long reign, and she'll probably go a few more months. Um, I want to know where this is going, though, and putting Asuka in this situation just, I don't know, it just, I knew, like, it's kind of obvious she was going to lose, and there's no one really in succession, right, and so I wish there was another match somewhere, like a pre-show match or something that would have created a number one contender for Bianca's championship beyond just having, like, and that's the thing with the women's division is it's just so clustered right now. Um, but And it feels like WWE in the last year or so has been pushing so hard to get the men's division in line that they sort of forgot about the women. And I really hope over the next six to eight months that they take their time and push the women's division to where it needs to be, to where everyone has this, this, this gimmick and this character and, 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 and these deep storylines to where th- the women's division seems important. Because right now, at the moment, the women's division just doesn't seem like they care about it at all. Um, we then, again, Miz comes out, announces night two uh, <laughs> attendance, and then uh, basically goes off on Snoop Dogg for putting him in the match against McAfee the night prior. Snoop said, hey, we're gonna basically going to do it again. And out comes Shane McMahon. The bell rings. We get about 30... 30- excuse me, 30 seconds into the match, 
And Shane McMahon completely blows his knee. His quad tore. He tore his quad landing on the... the um, I don't even know what the name of the move is. He jumped over Miz. And when he landed, he completely blew his knee out. Um, Snoop Dogg came in, knocked out Miz, hit the people's elbow, or his attempt at the people's elbow, picked up the win. Here's what I'll say. This was a fun segment. You, you t- what I, what I would have done was remove Shane McMahon from the picture, had Miz start yelling at Snoop, and have Snoop like, "Hey, you want to fight?" Then, and have a ref come in, ring the bell, and Snoop knock him out, right? And Snoop then gets the win. But Snoop, you know, improvising literally on the spot was so good, and the clusterfuck of the segment that it was, it was still enjoyable. Um, and, and pretty funny. We then get the Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Finn. This match wasn't needed. Uh, the, the, the feud has gone on for too long. This match, again, I think it had potential. But I it's sort my mood, to me, just sort of was ruined when we had the lack of the brood with Edge. I'm tired of them coming out like, oh, it's brood Edge. Okay, but where's the rest of the brood? I get Christians in AEW, but at least get me Gangrel. Like, Gangrel's on the independent scene. He's not signed to AEW. And even though, and even so, from what I've read, Tony Khan gave Christian the okay to come to the show and be on the show to complete the brood if WWE wanted to use him. Take that opportunity. Take that opportunity. Right? And and and, and I don't know, just again, just right, and then Kevin Dunn comes out during Finn's entrance he doesn't come out but he 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 he's operating the cameras if you don't know who kevin dunn is he's the the beaver tooth motherfucker in the back when you see all the pictures and you got like beaver tooth on the uh, in, in the middle of all the group the guy who looks like he shouldn't be in corporate america uh yeah he's the dude who controls all the cameras and for whatever reason uh beaver tooth over there decided to uh do pan out shots of the crowd during Finn's entrance completely missing 90% of the entrance (laughs) it's crazy like why Kevin Dunn I've been saying Kevin Dunn needed to leave forever um the match was okay uh Finn got busted up pretty early um and the mat I think I think the big disappointment though is how anticlimactic and again they had to end the match Finn was going to like bleed out if they didn't end the match. But how anticlimactic it ended um, was just, it, it, yeah. It's part of what happens in these Hell in a Cell matches, right, it, where ladders are involved. You're going to get busted in the face, right? And and that's what happened. Finn got busted in the face, and they really had to end the match prematurely, right? And then after what seemed like forever in between matches, cleaning everything up, and everything, and getting everything set up. We finally get to the main event, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. <sighs> and this is sort of a gimmick that I play, but it's also not. Did anyone else expect anything different? Y'all need to start acknowledging your tribal chief. I've been saying Roman was going to win. Y'all need to start acknowledging the fact that Roman Reigns wasn't going to lose to Cody Rhodes. But this was match tonight. This was a solid match. This was a really good match. Really, really, really good match. But did y'all really expect any different? 
solid match. I was on the edge of my seat the entire... This was the only match of the weekend that I really wanted to see. Right? Um, the bloodline's still intact for now. And uh, uh, the Roman winning gives me the opportunity to get hydrated on the IWC's tears as they're all crying on TikTok. And, uh, and I'm in complete approval of that. Um, this sets up a lot of opportunity for them to continue the storyline. I've always said the best opportunity to end this is with, with betrayal from within. It is a mafia-style story. Have you know? Start having people turn on him. I still think ending it with Jay Uso, where the damn thing began, right? Where Roman sort of returned to wrestling began was him sort of getting Jay to submit to him, right? And that's how it should end. It should be Jay finally rebelling against, right, the bloodline and, and turning on everybody, and and the bloodline completely turn on Roman, right, and then. What would be even cool is like have Jay be champion. I don't. I don't know how they get that. Get how they get to it. I'm not predicting anything else about it. But let me tell you, Roman Reigns is champion, and I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. I know the. I know everyone wants Roman to be done with being champion. I don't. I could see it forever. They're giving him a thousand days. They're probably going to give him a few months out. He's probably going to get close to. I wouldn't even be surprised if we get another year of this. Um, somewhere near about 1,200, 1,300 days. And he loses at Mania 40. Um, I just I just don't know. I just don't know how you end this. Right? There's so many different ways you could end it, and we could sit here all day and, 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 and fantasy book it. I want to know how they're going to end it, and I can't wait to see the story that they build with it moving on. Now, so there's my review of the card. With that being said, I'm going to list my order. This, so if I was putting Mania together, I said it should be one night. Let me prove to you that we had enough on the card to make one good show and how I would have spaced it out. So we had two different renditions of America the Beautiful this weekend. Jimmy Allen's was completely... Just bad. It wasn't bad singing. Jimmy Allen's a good country singer. But I was sort of just thrown off by the whole Illuminati chain that he had on with the Freemason G on it and the 15 in the triangle, which I I was more busy trying to research what that was. Still don't know what it is. Uh, I'm assuming it's either like he's a 15th degree Mason or or something. I don't know what it is. But I, I was not a big fan of those chains. Um I completely forgot night one they had uh, Lil Uzi Vert show up for the Usos entrance. And I'm not a big fan of Lil Uzi. His music is garbage. But anyway, um, so I would have kept Becky G's America, the beautiful rendition. It was pretty good, right? And then I would have started immediately with the men's showcase, right? That, that That's the type of match you start a mania with. You get the crowd hype, right? I then go in. I have Miz come out. Um, announce the attendance for for who's there. By that time, everyone's in the arena, right? And McAfee comes out early in the show, right? I then have Dom versus Ray go on, then Logan versus Seth, 
then Charlotte versus Rhea, then Kevin Owens versus Sammy and the Usos, then Gunther versus Sheamus versus McIntyre, then Bianca versus Asuka, and then have Miz come back out again, and you could do some sort of segment either... Um, this could either... So, excuse me, the first Miz, you know, when McAfee comes out, should have been like a welcome to WrestleMania. Um, and and then Miz and Snoop should come out right before the main event to announce the, the attendance. And that's when Miz and Snoop Dogg fight and Miz loses again, right? And then you have the main event, right? And so that's like 10 segments. You You can put all of that within four, four and a half hours. And I think you have one really having those events right having those ten segments on the card would have been a fantastic right. But and you remove all the filler and you have one night with about four to five hours of content and everything works perfect right. WrestleMania in the context that we had it, I'm gonna give it a four star, four and a half star at best. I don't think it was awful. I think it was pretty decent. Um. And we had a lot of good moments that if we just took out the filler and made it one night, this show was an A+. I'm giving it like a B, B+. But it could have been a little bit better. If you just removed the filler, made it one night, right? And 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 allowed the card to breathe. Like, night two felt rushed. Night one was perfectly timed. Night one was obviously the better night this year. Um, and... I'll, I'll be honest with you, without Gunther, uh, Sheamus, and McIntyre, and then Cody versus um, Roman, night two was as a bore to me, to be honest with you. Um, but other than that, I, I thought it was a really, really good WrestleMania. I added, so what I am what I have on my phone is I have a, a note created where I'm listing through AEW and WWE um, and, and the paper. So I, I have criteria for who can be match of the year. Match of the year to me has to be on a top company like AEW or WWE, and it and like I'll even consider like New Japan, but it has to be pay per view match. It can't be televised matches. Like it can't be on a Dynamite, can't be on a Raw, can't be on a SmackDown. It has to be at a premier live event or pay per view. Um, and so I added four matches to my list. Um, I added, of course, Rhea versus Charlotte, uh, Seth versus Logan. Um, Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre, and Cody versus Roman to my list, uh, which to get four out of one pay-per-view is crazy. Um, so that's my WrestleMania review. Um, on Wednesday, I will do another episode still on Wednesday. We will talk about the big news that broke today. I don't feel like it's appropriate to talk about this while I'm talking about WrestleMania. So I will, I want to be more informed as to what's going on with this news. We will talk about WWE. Is it a sale? Is it a merge? I don't exactly know. Again, I want to get information on everything before I, you know, say something and then have to walk it back. Um, So we, on Wednesday, when I do put out the new episode on Wednesday, um, I will talk about uh, WWE either selling or merging with Endeavor, which is the parent company of UFC. What And, and what I'm going to do is, what type of crossovers would I like to see? Who would I like to see that's currently in the, in the UFC? Who would I like to see in WWE? I think there's a lot of opportunity here. 
and I can't wait for that. Um, so with that being said, thank you all for watching the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. Um, go, uh, I'm going to go ahead and shout, I'm all about community here, so I'm going to go ahead and shout this out. Go check out Notorious Nerdy D, the casual wrestling show, the casual community. He's got a Discord. Come join us. It's some fun talk. We talk sports. We talk wrestling. It's just a fun, laid-back uh, community. Um, go you find his Discord on it. Go, first off, subscribe to his YouTube, and then uh, which is the casual community. I think it's what it's called now. And go to his Discord link. Go join. Uh, I'm in there. Uh, my username is Wee2Deep413. Say hello when you join. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, see you guys in there. Uh, if you want to join, again, go over Casual Community uh, on YouTube. Subscribe. Um, Notorious Nerdy D. Uh, it's it's fun chat with everyone. We had, I, I think this was one of the best WrestleMania experiences I had outside of actually going was getting to sit and like chat with them in the Discord um, while watching. It was a fun fun weekend for that. Um, one of these days, me and Nerdy D are gonna collab together. We've been trying, we've been talking about it, uh, and one of these days we're gonna get together. And we're gonna do a show together, um, and so whether it's on his channel or on my podcast or maybe both, um, we'll we'll figure that out. But uh, until Wednesday, I will uh, see you guys or. I won't see you because you aren't, aren't watching. But until Wednesday, hope you guys have a great week. And uh, there will be a new episode on Wednesday again. We're going to talk about Endeavor merging or purchasing WWE and what crossovers I would like to see. Until then, have a great week. And uh, uh, thank you all for listening. See you on the next episode.